This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show after Arsenal have beaten Newcastle 2-0 and responded fantastically well in the wake of the defeat at Anfield. Goals from Bakaya Saka and Gabriel Martinelli take Arsenal into joint fourth position in the table ahead of West Ham's game against Manchester City a little bit later this weekend. Really, really strong second half performance is what led that. But there was lots to talk about and lots to discuss. And we're going to be doing plenty of that with you guys in the chat box. So please make sure you're throwing your comments through into the chat. and We'll go through as many of them as we can throughout the game. Afternoon, everybody in the chat box. Really, really happy to see so many of you in here already. Solid win, says Daniel Roberts, uh, Alex says Abamyang or Joel Linton did not have the best of games. Did Abamyang? It's fair to say. Um, yeah, no major injuries, says David. It didn't look major for Bakaya Saka, but it is a little bit of a concern, and we may then see him miss uh, the game on Thursday against Manchester United. However, having Gabriel Martinelli come on and score will definitely be a big, big boost to his chances of taking that starting position over. Nicolas Pepe, of course, who didn't even come off the bench today, but we'll talk a little bit about that and more with some of your comments as always. Tavares and Sakas is no sleep. Now, I tweeted at half time saying I think it's probably, you know, it's probably the right decision to take Tavares off at this point, bring him off. His final product was not there in the first half at all. In fact, he was rather frustrating with the way that Tavares was playing in that first half. But you've got to say fair play to him. He kept on going, he kept his head up. The manager kept faith with him. Totally ignored my advice, which I don't blame him because I'm wrong all the time. So, uh, yeah, and a great pass, a great bit of play. I I saw a lot of criticisms of the um, kind of our style of play in the first half. Quite rightly, we didn't play the best of football. But the second half, we played a lot, lot better. Uh, There was some really nice pieces of play. The two goals were born out of a couple of really good pieces of of interplay. And obviously a brilliant ball from Tommy Asu for for Martinez to score a Van Persie-esque finish over the top of his shoulder with just the the calmness to control the ball and uh, you know just caress it into the bottom or the not even the bottom the side netting of the opposite flank 
of Dubravka. Really strong performance. Uh, Harun says, Lakonga, man of the match. I thought Lakonga was excellent. In fact, I was getting a little bit worried that we weren't taking him off because he was only one yellow card away from that one-game suspension. Um, so I was surprised to see him stay on the field for as long as he did um, because I thought they might have, just, uh, might have decided to take him off because, as I said, he's only one yellow card away from missing uh, a match, which is going to be huge for us if we do lose him because he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Don TK says, Erdogan was very sloppy in the first half. Second half, Erdogan was a lot better. Sloppy, is, I think, is a bit harsh. I think some of his passing was certainly off. But actually, he was a really metronomic figure in that number 10 row and kept Arsenal's interplay working. He needed kind of that, um, he, he needed that game to be brought in over Lacazette just to add that little bit of of consistency in our attacks. Like we created far more chances in dominant position, uh, positions of possession because Erdogan was obviously there and able to spread the play into wider roles. He wasn't, Brilliant. It wasn't even great. He was just solidly kind of decent in the game was Erdogan, was outshone by a lot of players around him, but he's not played um, too many fixtures. So I can probably forgive him that. I would stick with the same lineup besides Tavares. I would bring Tierney in despite Tavares having a good game today. I think Tierney coming in for Manchester United is probably a sensible move. I was surprised that Tavares did start the game. I did think that Tierney might be brought in despite my uh, wanting of Tavares to start the match and to, you know, just be given that extra bit of confidence after the mistake that he made against Liverpool. But it was a big, big, um, really kind of confidence-boosting performance. Gabriel and White are beasts, says Epidemic UK. I cannot disagree. They were both brilliant in the central defensive area and certainly two players that I think we will be building upon with the foundation. I thought Tommy Asu in particular, both defensively and offensively. And we've not talked too much about Tomiyasu offensively. I thought he was also absolutely brilliant in the game as well. Uh, Tavares was relentless. He ran for days, says Wesley. Our wing-backs uh, had most of the possession, surely, says Nick. Me, I can't disagree. We used our wide areas really, really well throughout the game. We really stretched Newcastle. They were sitting behind the ball, and we had to really kind of coax them out a little bit and stretch that Newcastle back line because that's what you tend to have to deal with when, when an opposition team uses a back three. Then it's not as easy to stretch them. But using those wide areas as we did really did open up some opportunities. Um, and I was very, very happy with that. Tommy was great, says John P. Absolutely. Um, JDB says, Tom, I really respect your opinions, mate. But when you said that we could sell Martinelli, it made me a bit sad. I hope Martinelli makes you eat the biggest humble pie. I think you've probably misinterpreted what I said. I said that I predict that he could be gone in two or three years because of a lack of game time. I don't want to sell Martinelli. I'm certainly, so certainly you've misinterpreted my saying there. I feel like he could have been sold because I don't think he would have wanted to sit on the bench for two to three years. I want to see him integrate into the team. I want to see him get more minutes. So I think you've probably misunderstood what I've said there. Manu says, Tommy was great. Hope he gets working on his tandem with Saka. Um, Ansa says, nice birthday gift from Arsenal for myself. Let's wish Ansa a happy birthday in the chat box, people. Show him some love. Rahil says, Erdogan and Tierney against United on Thursday. Absolutely. Nick says, Martinelli seems to be a little lightweight and always goes down when he plays. That's just kind of his style. I mean... He went down a couple of times, one under a very forceful challenge from the cells, who I actually thought was it was on the borderline of being a little bit kind of excessive and leading into penalty discussion kind of areas. Uh, I, I thought it was a bit harsh, to be honest. Although saying that, 
The Nuno Tavares uh, move on Callum Wilson when we were 1-0 up, that is going to be something that is going to be heavily analysed by Eddie Howe and, and talked about, I'm sure, after the game. I, for one, did think in that moment, red card uh, penalty. <laughs> I really had my heart in my mouth in those moments. I really did think he was going to give a penalty uh, for that Tavares challenge on, on Callum Wilson because that was... Again, that was also borderline. So you have to say we may have got away with that one there. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, Laka needs to start up front and not a Bamiang on Thursday. You know, I, I'm struggling to come up with an argument to disagree with this. Bamiang was really poor. Um, the miss is... It's an unforgivable miss, really, for a player of a Bamiang's quality. It's annoying because I literally wrote a piece about how, you know... <laughs> Signing a striker is not the priority because we need to work out how we're going to create chances. And that moment really did kind of, you know, <laughs> it really did ruin that rhetoric of that piece because you would have to say that a lot of other strikers would probably finish. Well, I mean, you would say you would absolutely bet on them finishing that chance that fell to Aubameyang in the box in the first half. And ha I mean, if we'd have not gone on to win that game, that would have been a huge, huge, huge moment. Um, we could have won this game by more. That would have been a really big moment to get a lead in the first half. Newcastle would have been a, would have had to be more expressive and we probably could have hit them on the break a fair few more times. But in the end, I was really happy with the performance. Let's talk about Bakaya Saka. Not about the injury. Injury will hopefully not be too serious. I would be surprised to see him start the game on Thursday, however, but hopefully he'll be back for the Everton game. We'll have to wait for some more information on that. But what do we think about his performance? Because... The thing that separates Saka from Pepe is that he can beat his men. Like the amount of times where he gets round a player, like you saw it on, there was a, a grass cutting shot that he under hit. And that's the thing that Pepe's got the edge on, on Saka is that Pepe's finishing is better than Saka's. If, if Saka can add Pepe's finishing to his game, he's got such a foundation to build upon a really strong goal-scoring form because he gets himself into those positions so, 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 so well. And I actually thought, even though his goal came from the left-hand side, that was obviously, there was a little bit of a tweak going on and, and Saka kind of shifted over in that moment. I still thought he was really good on the right. He beat his man several times. He cut inside often and still beat his man. He's got kind of that Arjen Robben-esque ability that you know he's still going to cut in, but he still ends up out, you know, outsmarting the opponent. He's he's got a long, long way to be anywhere near compared on quality levels to the likes of Arjen Robin. But in the in the sense of that characteristic whereby you know he's gonna cut in, but there's not much you can do about it. Saka has that just innate ability to beat his man, which I thought was really good. Nico says, give Saka half a yard and it'll absolutely create havoc. Um, Alex says, if Pepe gets in behind his quality, but when you want your wingers coming deep, receiving the ball and turning, Saka takes the cake. Uh, Gary says, two assists from our fullbacks. Perfect scenario for a two banks of four defence, stretching the team and overlapping out wide. A little bit, <laughs> good bit of analysis there, Gary. Uh, Nicholas says, was definitely good to see Bakayo more involved and being more assertive, getting into the box. What an assist from Tommy, says Christopher. Luke says, Arteta clearly now knows his best 11. He trusted these players and you can tell. And I think that's definitely something that we're going to see in the coming weeks is that the, the kind of best 11 
that Mikel Arteta has is going to be tested because we've got these games coming thick and fast. We've got two games a week, three games every eight or nine days. He is going to need to rotate. He's going to need to make some uh, slight tweaks in the defence, slight tweaks in the midfield. And obviously with Lekonga on one yellow card away, he's probably going to get a suspension. We're probably going to see Tierney being used with Tavares. Is Tomiyasu going to facing any issues with his rotation, his fitness? Is a player that comes in on that right-hand side going to be good enough? Arteta is going to have to manage this situation. Saka could be injured and miss a game or two. He's going to have to now deal with that. Aubameyang's form is a big concern. Does he bring Lacazette in? Arteta is going to have a really tough task. And he's got some big, big games against Manchester United, Everton and West Ham. If, if Arteta can come through this period and we've, say, you know, maybe dropped a few points here and there, but ultimately have come out really positively and are still in the hunt for top four by the end of this festive uh, fixture period, we are going to be, it's going to be very difficult to be sitting on the side of the fence and say he's not good enough categorically. As I said, I'm going to wait till Christmas to kind of see where I'm at with Arteta before making a final, not final judgment, but certainly kind of an updated judgment on where I personally sit. But the second half really did show me that there is a style of play there. There is some really beautiful football that this team are capable of playing under Arteta. And it's just about now adding to the frequency of the amount of times that we see that football getting out and into the open. Um, Nuntavaj, second half was very good, says Nicholas. Nice pronunciation, despite the fact that you have to type it out. Manu says, anyone else get flashbacks to the Chelsea game when Martinelli went on the counter? I really did think he was going to run through and just score in that moment. Um, Lacazette, I'll tell you what, Lacazette owes him a pass because I would have loved to have seen him run through and score. Absolutely. Uh, Petru says, uh, Martinelli for Ballon d'Or, Arsenal to win the Champions League. I'm loving that we get carried away. I love it. I love the uber positivity. It's fantastic. Whenever you go on to anyone who's sitting there and telling you, like, we need to calm down, you know, rein it in a bit while we're getting excited. It's bottom of the league, Newcastle. Just tell them to go do one. Let's enjoy ourselves. We've lost 4-0 to Liverpool last weekend. We've now got another weekend where we were playing an early kickoff. 12.30 on a, do you remember 12.30s on a Saturday used to be miserable, absolutely miserable 12.30 on a Saturday. And I think we've won, I'm not sure if we've lost any of those. Have we lost any of those this season? I don't know if Chelsea was, but we've definitely played a couple this season, 12.30 on a Saturday, and we've come through really, really well. I think we had an awful record like of never winning them in the Premier League uh, in the last kind of so off. I think a few years or whatever, but now we've won two at least this season in those early kickoffs. And that's a big, big thing that has managed. It seems like nothing, but honestly, they're important moments. They're important things to kind of get over. And it's another thing that you're looking at, like winning at Old Trafford, winning at Stamford Bridge, beating Leicester away from home. Arteta finds a way of getting these kind of, yes, there's some really bad records he's actually broken, but actually there's these little quips that he's, you know, these little undertone narratives that he's getting this team to overcome that we weren't able to in the past. And and that's really positive, definitely. Uh, Kim says, there is no chance on this earth that Vlaovic is going to join Arsenal. Just give up on that one, people. Who knows? Never say never, is all I'd say. Alex says, too bad William won't be here for his Champions League medal. <laughs> Spaceman Trooper says, White and Tommy Asu were immense today. Our backline looking really good. Don't forget Gabriel. Gabriel was also absolutely fantastic. I thought, to be honest, defensively, Gabriel was probably the top out of all of the players there. Tommy Asso, I thought defensively, was really good. White distribution was... Hold on. We've not mentioned Aaron Ramsdale, so from John Joe Shelby. I haven't seen anyone bring that up in the chat yet. Sorry if I've missed that. What a save again from Aaron Ramsdale. We've forgotten that. 
and we've come out with a win, but it could have very easily been 1-0 to Newcastle with a great shot from John Joe Shelby that once again, stunning acrobatic ability from our boy in between the sticks. He is proving time and time and time again. So many people wrong. I remember writing about this the other day, going back over some of the comments. I was doing some research into kind of the, uh, when he signed and looking at the the comments that were made for articles that published some of the comments. And honestly, some of the comments that Ramsdale got when he was not even signed yet, just in the process of being linked, it was embarrassing to see so many fans really utterly destroy him and batter him, not just through comments on Instagram, but also, you know, through YouTube videos. I think I was critical at times, like, I'm not sure this is the right move, 24 million pounds on a backup keeper. I was so wrong about that. He's never a backup goalkeeper. He's coming and been absolutely fantastic but the abuse he faced wow people must feel absolutely embarrassed now king state says tommy showing some attacking skills was nice the whole backfire was amazing great goals good vibes in the stadium as well steve says yes matt g tommy's talking about you who am i talking about what's matt g saying in the chat box let's scroll up if i missed something I can't find it. <laughs> Little personal jokes going on in the background of my chat book, as always. As always. Poor Burnt Leno, says Alex. He's never getting back into the team, is he? Let's be real. Nick says, keeper of the season so far. He wears his balls on his sleeve. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, a feat of biological ridiculousness is what that would be. Jez says, I really admired Tavares' performance. Frustrating at times, but he never hid. He's got great character. It's also great to have calmness in our centre-back pairing as well. I'll tell you what, Thomas Partey and Lukonga as well, like they were criticised by myself and plenty of others for shooting and still shooting and shooting again from silly positions. And I know that it's not the best idea, but I tell you what, it does show you that these players are headstrong. Their heads don't dip. They keep battling. They keep fighting away. They keep on going. This level of kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a level of confidence it's a level of kind of braver, bravery, I suppose, is a really good word to describe it because they just keep going. The tenacity of this side to just not let their heads drop and to just keep battling away and keep trying and trying again. And Tavares definitely got a reward from that after some really poor shots and final passes. In the end, it mattered because he got a great assist for Bukayo Saka. Kami says, uh, had to uh, have a lie down after that. Nerves racking till after the second goal. Tommy Tavares minus random shots. Saka, Gambi, Aaron and Ben, all great. Bamiang, we love you, mate, but get some shooting shoes on. Yeah, Abamyang again. We bring him up for whatever, how many times it is now was was poor. Um, and it's a worry, a concern. I mean, it's tempting to say that you'd start Lacazette on Thursday because Abamyang's form is just, it's it's on a slide. Like he's, he scored a fair few goals this season, but consistency in his game just isn't there. It's just not there. He pops up with a couple of little bit good bits of play, like the, the pass, the little flicking behind for Saka when he was fouled, stuff like that. He's done it against um, Aston Villa. We saw it was Aston, no Spurs, it was for the Smith Rowe assist, but it needs to be addressed. Something's got to give. Uh, Alex George says, Who said the Emirates didn't have an atmosphere? That's certainly something that we've noticed this season. I think it's certainly something we've noticed under Arteta. There's something about the atmosphere at the Emirates that's improved under Arteta. Certainly this season, I know that last season was pretty dire, especially at the start of the campaign, but I know it's a change even when I'm at the Emirates, even for the League Cup game I went to at Leeds. There's something different about the crowd inside our stadium. It's as if we've built this fortress. We've lost one game there all season, which was, of course, against Chelsea. We refused 
to be beaten against Crystal Palace and Lacazette coming up with that 90-whatever-minute equaliser that was really important and that could prove to be really key uh, by the end of the season. But absolutely fantastic stuff from the team. Really appreciate all the support. Um, that they are giving the crowd, they are giving the players right now from the crowds. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more, see if I've missed anything. Uh, Thirteen hundred says, I think we're getting used to Ramsdale stunners, so we don't bring it up anywhere near as much. Ramsdale is a super saver, absolutely. Manu says Gabriel's in the wrong sport, mate. That man can wrestle a ball at this. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever seen those Spanish uh, matadors, you could see Gabriel doing that one day, maybe. Um, for some reason, I think the, the chat box has just died on me. Uh, I don't think the stream's gone anywhere, but the chat box seemingly is just not updating its comments, which is annoying because this is the whole point of this show is to read through your comments. I'm just going to quickly log on to YouTube and just see if I can watch it there. Uh, hopefully, I can read some of your comments going through because there's none coming through on um, on StreamYard at the moment, which is really annoying, which means I can't highlight them. I can read them out, though. Let's go into the chat box over on YouTube. Really apologies for this. Don't know why it's messed up like this. Paul Guy says, Joe Cole is having a right moan about that Tavares recovery on Wilson. Manu says, imagine calling Sambi overrated after 10 bad minutes against Liverpool. That 22-year-old boy has got a 32-year-old head on his shoulders. My captain of the future. Zach says, glad Tavares kept playing his game. Never want any player to be putting off of shooting. Don't be a ticket. If you don't buy a ticket, you won't win the raffle. Okay, I think us, I think it's been fixed now. Thank goodness. We've got comments back now. Kim B says, let's start beer wrath up top on Thursday and see the Twitter fan base like him up. If he doesn't shine, yeah. Oh, it's just it's just the way that it is, isn't it, Kim? It's just the way that it is. You can't win. There's always something that someone has to moan about. It's so frustrating. It's really, really annoying, but fingers crossed that mentality changes. Uh, Niamari says, talk about Partey. Look, Partey didn't shine. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say. I think Partey is not yet fully fit. He doesn't look like he's fully fit. That's for sure. He doesn't look like a player that's busting a gut, that's, you know, that's performing at the top of his game. He's still integral. He's still doing important things. Like he, he nips in with little tackles, little recoveries, um, turning over of possession, some fine passes here and there. But the overall performance was outperformed by, by Lakonga. Lakonga has outperformed Partey in the last few displays. Not at Anfield. I thought Lakonga was very poor at Anfield. But I think this season, you have to say that Lakonga has been better than Partey. We have to stick with him. I mean, as Alex says there, we need to stick with Thomas Partey. Absolutely. I would not be dropping him whatsoever, but it is certainly something that we need to keep our eye on. He had a really good time at Old Trafford last season, if you remember when we got that 1-0 win, but we need to see him in there. If we lose him in January, which we will, because he's going to the African Cup of Nations, which is, by the way, not a little tournament, as Jurgen Klopp described. Um, but... We then need, and obviously Granite Xhaka's fitness, him coming back is going to be really beneficial to us, but we need to add that metronomic passing ability in the middle of the part that Partey does provide. But Lukonga, amazing. Brilliant, brilliant footballer. Edu, you have to say fair play. And Mikel Arteta as well. Vincent Company recommended him as well to Arsenal and Mikel Arteta, and they've gone out and they've got a deal for him done. He was, he's been brilliant. Absolutely 
brilliant. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there because my voice is starting to go a bit now. Um, make sure if you're not done talking about the Arsenal, the Arsenal way it will be live. Link to the channel is in the description. In just around 10 minutes' time, you'll be able to join the boys over on the Arsenal way. Uh, there's also a phone-in show that Mike's doing on the Gooners pod as well. So there's plenty of Arsenal content out there for you guys to go and watch. Make sure you drop a like on today's video. Subscribe to the Gooner Talk if you haven't done so already. And of course, uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to give all of the fallout to where we sit in the Premier League table after the rest of the Premier League fixtures. So do join me then. There'll be a podcast a little bit later in probably early on next week. And there'll also be updates regarding William Saliba's last month with a report on him and a report on the Arsenal youth team who, despite losing yesterday, following Balogun got a brilliant hat-trick. Go and watch it if you haven't watched it already. Amazing work from him. He needs to be brought into the first team without a shadow of a doubt. Looking forward to seeing some more of that. Fingers crossed in January when Aubameyang's off at the African Cup of Nations. I will see you soon. Before you go, don't forget to like the video. Always like the video, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.